and now remain standing for the sermon text. This is the text that Reveal will be preaching from, and so pay close attention to God's word. Then Paul stood in the midst of the Areopagus and said, Men of Athens, I perceive that in all things you are very religious. For as I was passing through and considering the objects of your worship, I even found an altar with this inscription to the unknown God. Therefore, the one whom you worship without knowing him, I proclaim to you. God, who made the world and everything in it, since he is Lord of heaven and earth, does not dwell in temples made with hands, nor is he worshipped with men's hands as though he needed anything, since he gives to all life, breath, and all things. And he has made from one blood every nation of men to dwell on all the face of the earth and has determined their pre-appointed times and the boundaries of their dwellings so that they should seek the Lord in the hope that they might grope for him and find him, though he is not far from each one of us. For in him we live and move and have our being, as also some of your own poets have said, for we are also his offspring. Therefore, since we are the offspring of God, we ought not to think that the divine nature is like Gold or silver or stone, something shaped by art and man's devising. Truly, these times of ignorance God overlooked, but now commands all men everywhere to repent because he has appointed a day on which he will judge the world in righteousness by the man whom he has ordained. He has given assurance of this to all by raising him from the dead. And when they heard of the resurrection of the dead, some mocked, while others said, we will hear you again on this matter. Thus far, the reading of God's word. This is the word of the Lord. Please be seated as I invite Pastor Reveal to come on up and preach to us the word of God. Uh, Peace to you, my dear brothers and sisters. I'm happy that today I have opportunity to worship our Heavenly Father together with you, to our God who gave us one faith and one baptism. It is a privilege for me to be here today and share with you the word of our God, the word which supports us and makes us our soul stronger. I want to thank the ministers of your church for opportunity to preach here today. I want to thank you for supporting ministry to the saints in Tumen and also in Uzbekistan. This year, God bless us to visit Uzbekistan and to serve to the saints there. Our pastor Alec Volkov and I spent two weeks there with brothers and sisters in Christ. I want to thank you for your prayers 
and that you have been there with us through your prayers. Your faithfulness made it possible. Uh, let's a uh, few years we study many Bible subjects in Uzbekistan. But this year was the first time we decided to teach on marriage. It's not simple to teach on marriage, but it is even much harder in such countries as Uzbekistan because all of the traditions they, they have there uh, which are not biblical at all. Uzbek family is established by the Uzbek culture. Uh, people are bound by age-old traditions and are, are cautious about. Three years ago, we began praying and asking God to show us a way to serve married couple to make biblical principle of marriage. This year, the Lord has heard our prayers, and he gave us a chance to begin working in that direction. We rented a recreational area in the mountains far from the city and invited a married couples. There were 10 families plus about 30 young men and women who are not married yet. We talked about relations between husband and wife in the light of the word of God. It was the first time we taught about marriage in that community. I'm sure uh, many families have looked at their marriage uh, through new eyes. Nobody remained indifferent to what they have heard. Most men never ask their wives to forgive them for being wrong with them. After the seminar, the couples had time to talk and discuss what they learned. Later, we found out that some men asked their wives for forgiveness, and wife uh, asked the, their uh, husband for forgiveness. Uh, it is safe to say that for all uh, participants, it was a good time for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, and for instruction in righteousness. Uh, one of themes we dis discussed with the couples in Samarkand was how to grow in gratitude and deeper relationship through daily worship of God. I would like to discuss it with you today. Uh, let's read our verses in Acts chapter 17, uh, verse 22, uh, 31. Uh, then Paul uh, stood in the midst of the Areopagus and said, Men of Athens, I perceive that in all things you are very religious. For as I was passing through and considering the objects of your worship, I even found an altar with the inscri inscription on the unknown God. Therefore, the one whom you worship without knowing, him I proclaim to you, God who made the world and everything in it, since he is Lord of heaven and earth, does not dwell in temples uh, made with hands, uh, nor is he worshipped with man's hands as though he needed anything, uh, since he gives to all life, breath, and all things. And he has made from one blood every nation of men to dwell on all the face of the earth, and has determined their pre-appointed times 
and the boundaries of their dwellings, so that they should seek uh, the Lord in the hope that they might grow for him and find him, though he is not far from each one of us. For in him we live and move and have our being, as also some of your own poets have said. For we are also his offspring. Therefore, since we are the offspring of God, we ought not to think that the divine nature is like gold or, or silver or stone, something uh, shaped by art and man's uh, devising, devising. Truly these times of ignorance God overlooked, but now commandments all men everywhere to repent, because he has appointed a day on which he will judge the world in righteousness uh, by the man whom he uh, has ordained. He has given assurance of this to all by raising him from the dead. At this passage, we can see how Paul pre uh, precious the great God in Athens and called to kneel to worship him and glorified him. Characteristics of God, Paul told to pagans, also have a great value in our life as a Christian. And it has a great influence in our marriage. In this passage, God's uh, qualities are re revealed, um, touch, touching with uh, which the human heart must be filled with all. Uh, this passage tells us about God as the creator, creator, Lord, Savior, and God expects our response when his amazing beauty opens before us. Worship of God must be not only on Sunday, when we gather together in uh, the presence of God to renew the covenant with the Lord, but the worship of God must be in every day, and in every sphere of our life, including in our marriage. So, let's look at what qualities of God Paul draw our attention to. Uh, first, in this passage, we see that the God who reveals us in the Bible is the Creator, as we see in verse 26. And he has made from one blood every nation of men to dwell on all the face of the earth. He created absolutely everything in his wisdom and power. All that we can see and what is hidden from our view is the creation of our heavenly Father. Our passage tells us that the whole human race is the work of God's hand. Now, the heart of David, looking at God's creation, is filled with praise. I will praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works, and that my soul knows very well. Your spouse is also a wonderful creation of the Almighty God. Creation which is a beautiful and perfect for all that God does it good and very good. God in his wisdom and power determined the day when your spouse in an amazing way 
reborn in the womb of the mother by the hand of the Almighty God came to this earth. Of that you see in your spouse every day, eye color, hair color, facial features. All this is a matter of God. The greatest designer in the whole universe has determined the appearance of your spouse, has uh, created your spouse for his glory. We admire works of art various achievements of mankind. Whether our hearts should be filled with admiration of our Creator much more when we look at our spouses. We also see in our passage that God says that as His wisdom and power, He controls His creation, determining the path and the boundaries uh, of the dwelling of his entire creation, verse 26, a uh, second apart, and has determined uh, their pre-appointed times and the boundaries of their dwellings. The ruler of, uh, of the whole universe determined that the person to whom your, your uh, heart uh, clung to. Uh, which you have been waiting for and sought among thousands of others according to God's will, came to this earth with you at the same time. In, the, in this there was no occasion. God determined this time. God identified the family in which the uh, character of your spouse was formed. God determined the circumstances that he faced and the experience that he acquired. God determined the time and place in which you met on this earth. A thousand thousand, uh, circumstances can be done so that you never meet on this earth. We also see the God in our passage revealed himself as God, who is the Savior of the human soul. He calls for repentance. He will grant forgiveness. Acts 17, uh, 30. Uh, Truly, these times of ignorance God overlooked, but now commands all men everywhere to repent. God who saved your spouse, before the creation, determined the way of salvation for your spouse and granted him salvation. God the Father, before the creation of the earth, chose your spouse for salvation. God the Son, submitting to the will of his Father, left the glory of heaven and came to this earth, lived a life full of suffering and pain, and then ascended the Calvary cross, suffered, died, and rose again to justify your wife uh, or husband. God the Holy Spirit at some point powerfully revived your spouse, giving a new heart that loves Christ. And now God in his wisdom continues to make salvation in the life of your spouse, giving the promise that the work 
he has begun will accomplish until he reaches his goal by making your spouse uh, similar to the Lord Jesus Christ, be including into the glory of the Father. As is written in Philippians, being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in your will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. Dear husband, look at your wife. Dear wife, look at your husband. Give glory to God the Creator uh, who creates such an amazing and beautiful creature. Dear husband, look at your wife. Dear wife, look at your husband. And give glory to God Almighty who directed your spouse for many days to uh, shape his uh, creature creature, uh, to see all the circumstances so that you could one day meet and enter in the most fascinating and exciting relationships which are only possible on earth. Dear husband, look at your wife. Dear wife, look at your husband. Give glory to God the Savior who saved your spouse by giving his son to Calvary suffering to wash your spouse with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. And let God bless uh, to worship him in our marriage relationships every day of our lives. Amen. Thank you so much, your patience with my English.